Get on mute. Welcome to the first episode of the Diamond Club podcast. I am your host, John Hunter. I have another host over here as Chris Lehiff. And my man, Danny Hart, is our third host. What is up, everybody? What's up, John? How you doing? What's going on, bro? What's going on, How are, you? How are you guys today? Doing pretty well. Can't complain. Get yeah, to see some Phillies baseball. Not mad Absolutely. at it. Absolutely. While the while the Phillies are on, too, so it's even better. Yeah. I mean, there's tournament time, but it is what yeah. it is. I'll take baseball whenever I can get it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I was at my son's baseball game earlier, so I'm ready for baseball season. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Um, all right, so why don't we just introduce ourselves? Chris, take it away. How, who are you? What do you uh, do? My name, I'm Chris Layef. You guys probably saw me earlier this week on the Flyers show on Tendies on Patterson. You know, huge baseball guy. You know, loved the sport ever since growing up. My uncle actually got me involved with the sport, so just I've been a fan ever since I, I can remember. Ever since Von Hayes had two home runs in the same inning at the vet. <laughs> there it is. So. Danny? My name's Danny Hart. Obviously, baseball fan myself. Philly 4 for 4 guy. Grew up in Philly. Was raised. And a uh, big pitching fan. Pitching ninja hat. Had <laughs> to represent. Have to represent. <laughs> All right. And I am John Hunter. I am new to NSN. I have a... Uh, Another podcast, the Frozen Road podcast. I do that. It's that covers all sports. It covers, I mean, the whole sport covers all of baseball. Uh, but this, I just want to do something to cover just just one team, one just the Phillies. And uh, I feel like we have a nice little uh, trio here who can uh, make this something big, make this something that we all can really uh, appreciate, and you know, be able to talk just just Phillies baseball, and you know, break down what's going on with the team every day. Hell goes, and you know we'll be on here every Saturday at two p.m. We uh, I posted the uh, the Twitter handle, the Instagram handle, that is uh, at the Diamond Club eight on for Twitter, and the Instagram is the Diamond Club podcast. Do not do the Diamond Club because that is another one. And Danny already told us not to go on there because that is not, has nothing to do with us. Yeah, make sure it's, make sure you put the in there. <laughs> the We're is very important. Phillies podcast on social media. Pound for pound, by far. Fuck Jack Fritz, all that stuff. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get started. We have, you know, the first topic I want to talk about is the center field spot. There is Hadubal Herrera. There is Scott Kingery. There is Roman Quinn and a guy who I like to call Mickey Moniak, my guy. <laughs> And who I truly believe will be or should be the center fielder, whether it's to start the season or at some point during this season, that guy should be the starting center fielder for the Philadelphia Phillies. What do you guys think? I'm a, I'm in an, I'm in agreement with you. I'm a big Mickey guy. Um, you know, he's he's not getting enough at bats this you know, spring training. I don't know why why we're putting out Roman Quim and Adubel Herrera unless we're using them for trade bait. I don't know. But there's no reason to be – I don't I don't care what Odubel's batting. I don't care that he's got three home runs. We talk about it all the time in our group chat. He's hitting 95-mile-hour fastballs. Like, as a Major League Baseball player, you're supposed to be able to do that. I'm not impressed with that. Other people could be. I'm not. I want Mickey, and I, I'm also an Adam Hazley guy. You know, but you can't rotate center field. You, you can't. Yeah. And that was one of my other things is Adam Hazley. I mean, I'm not, I didn't put Adam Hazley in there mainly because he's hurt. I'm not going to throw him out there. Obviously, I think if I don't think anyone can dispute this, if he was right now healthy, he most likely would have been regardless the center fielder to start the season. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Dan, let me get your uh, opinion on that as well. Everything. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with both of you guys. I think Mickey Moniak. He, first of all, he's the only natural outfielder in the group. He's been playing center field his whole life. Best defensively, has the instincts. I mean, his bat was a little slower to uh, progress, but. He got drafted at 17 years old. He wasn't like a obvious number one pick. They took him at number one because of his uh the money, the slot that they they got and everything. And 
he's he's progressed. I mean, his, his bat his bat is getting there. He's not far behind if he's even behind any of the other options. He's the best defensive one. He's the only center fielder. The rest of them are middle infielders. Like, I mean, I think he's the best option. He should be at least starting every day in spring training. And then the only thing I can see is like they already have this predisposed like opinion that he's going down to triple A. He's not going to start day one, obviously. I think it's pretty obvious the way they're treating him. Yeah. I think it's stupid, but it seems that they're going to send him right back to the minors, which if he's not starting day one, he needs to be in the minors. He has to play every day. For sure. And, I mean, everyone talks – I mean, we've seen so much stuff going on with, uh, you know, the the situation that happened in um, in Seattle with a clinic. Uh, yeah. I mean, that could also be something that plays a part in it where they don't want to, you know, they don't want to like risk one of his years of uh, of, of protection, which is yeah. fine, which which I get. I understand. Well, it's not fine, but, but I he already, get it. He, already, he came up late September, so that, that's but, the art of – But it, it does, oh, though, because – no, because he, he doesn't have the – he didn't have the the the, um, the right uh, plate appearances or something like that. So he yeah. you, you can bring him up, and I guess it does count technically as a year, but he doesn't even have – he has 18 appearances. Yeah, 18, his, yeah. his eight teams total of, of of appearances so far. So like it's not like it's anything crazy. So that's where I'm at with it. I mean, I think truthfully that he will be the center fielder here. He I, I like you said, he he's progressed ridiculously throughout the couple, yeah. last couple of years. You started seeing last year or the year prior. It wasn't really last year, but the year prior when he was in the minors, he was hitting a lot more line drops. He had extra he was, bases all over the place. Double exactly. triples. So, he was putting the bat on the ball, which is something that he struggled with yeah. in, in the previous years. But again, that happens with developing and getting older and, you know, yeah. just being like he getting stronger just regularly. He, he's going from a child when they drafted literally much to a man, to a to a, an adult man. Like and and I feel like that's it. Like we're all so excited about. Well, I'm not. But everyone there are people who are extremely excited about. Double Herrera, like like Chris said, with the solo home runs, and you know, like it's great that he's doing that, but it's nothing that we haven't already seen from him. Yeah, he's at the ceiling, he, I believe. A hundred percent, he is. Well, probably past the ceiling, but like, the, like I think I think he broke through the ceiling a little bit because he that yeah. is he outplayed himself. But I do I look at him as the starting center fielder? No, because when I think of a Double Herrera playing center field, what I think of is. Him and was blowing Cole Hamill's no hitter. Exactly what I. That's exactly. What that's I what I think of. I don't think of this this you know field general who knows how to like. It's just it's just not something that I'm looking at. Yeah, as, you can't track a ball at all. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. It's so he doesn't have the amount of bat. So. Me too, Rye. Me too. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. You know, every year. Me and me and my family, we go to we go to a Reading Phillies game, and I got the I got to see Mickey Moniak play in 2019. Obviously, there was nothing last season. Yeah, and, you know, I was. You, you look at people, and you're just like, uh, I don't know. Like years ago, I saw Andrew Knapp play, and I'm like, I'm like, what? he was just crushing home runs, and I'm like, why isn't this guy in the Phillies? And then I actually saw him catch, and I was like, oh. <laughs> There's he, an issue there. He, he was really bad. Like he was really bad. But yeah, I didn't get that watching Moniac. Like it's, he he looked legit. Like and I, we also saw Bone. And I was like, oh, the Phillies they had potential. Putting him down and leaving him there, it's the wrong thing to do. And I I know they want to get that service time and get an extra year out of him. And I understand it. Like you said earlier, I don't agree with it, but I understand it. That's what they did with Bone last season. That's what they're going to do with Moniac this year. Like I just I just want to see. Us have a steady outfield, you know. That's that's all I want. Like they have the potential to be a great outfield. You know, you have the veteran in Andrew McCutcheon, a former MVP. You know, we all we we know about Bryce. We know what he is. You know, Absolutely. having them two out there can do nothing but help Moniac. It's not going to hurt. Sure, him. for sure, it can. That's right. I agree. And I was, and you know, it's funny. I actually said this too. I've been out on him for years. He can't. He cannot hit a fastball over. 95 miles per hour even even at 95 miles per hour it's a struggle for him like he, he you see that anything with movement he yeah, sucks unless it's flat he's not it's got touch it. it's got to be a flat fastball down the middle yeah. and then he does that fucking bat flip that where drives where, me nuts 
Where like, and I'm cool with backflips. I'm cool with that. That's oh, awesome. I'm not. So am I. Even but, as like a for, former pitcher and all, like backflips yeah. are cool, but not when you're coming off of a. But it's him. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's him. Doing you're coming it. back from a bad situation, obviously, and you're fighting for a yeah. spot. Like stop backflipping, dude. Just yeah. He does backflips on walks. What? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's unbelievable. Like I, I've just he's just, again he's just never been somebody who I looked at and was excited to see play. I don't I don't see what everyone else or what other people saw. Even I don't even see I didn't I never even saw him as an all star. I get it. They had to send somebody, right? Yeah. And it was probably either him or Cameron Rupp at the time when he <laughs> became a, when when he became an all star. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, there's not. Yeah, like there was there. I think Michael Saunders was actually on the team as well yeah. when he became an all star. Like th- that's the team that was put together there. So like I have a hard time with people saying like, well, he was an all star. Like, yeah, well, was he? Was he really though? Because like that that like Don Brown was an all star too. Exactly. Yeah, where's where's he at? He's hitting coach for your boy. That's right. He is. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, Adubo Herrero is Dom Brown with hair and he's got weight. Like, that's all he is. Like, and he bad and, flips. And he has less talent than Dom yeah. Brown. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know. I said it. I said it. At least Dom Brown was 6'6 and could run. Right. And it made sense. And it made sense. I, I, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I don't get, I like, again, I don't get the hype around Adubo Herrero. I really don't. Like, it's, it's mind boggling. It, like, when you sit there and you go on, and I know social media gives everyone an outlet, you know, voices that shouldn't be heard, but yeah. I, I don't know what you see. Like, again, you, you mentioned it earlier. When I think of Adubo Herrera, I go back to the worst outfield play in the history of baseball, in my opinion. Like, on a simple fly ball to center field, you fell down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I watched Jose Canseco give up a home run off his head. That was probably worse. But right. I understand. I understand. I understand what you're saying. Right. I'll, I'll give you that. But I get like, it. Like, I just uh, Odubo Herrera. Just he's he shouldn't be on this team. And I don't even know if he should be in baseball. I mean, that's that's not for me to judge. Yeah, it's a yeah. It's a so, whole another like, debate. But like, yeah. trade him. Get yourself a minor league reliever or something. Like maybe that's what they're gonna do. I, I don't know. They get. I mean, they're he. That's the thing is right now. He has value. He has some type of value right now, which is something is more than what we can say about Kingery or Roman Quinn. Neither of them have value at all. I don't even know if we get a bag of peanuts for Roman Quinn. Um, no, I like I don't. I'm not sure if you can get a, a, a like a Franklin baseball glove that you get that has like the net on it. Remember those <laughs> that they come with like the ball in it. Like I don't think we. I don't. I don't think the Phillies could acquire that for him right now. Like. But that's where we're at with this team. It's there is not much value p- past the top, the starting nine, and it's really not even past the starting like seven, starting eight, like because yeah. there are there's blank spots there. There is blank spots on this team that there. I, I, I'm not a big fan of the bench. I don't really think they have a great bench. People are hype on Brad Miller. That's another one. It's like it, it's, the it's, it was it's the bando. It's the bit. Yeah, yeah, and and the and I get favorite. that. We yeah, and I get, place. and I do. Yeah, and that that's that is that if Philadelphia, when you when you come into Philadelphia, it should just say we live in the past, because yeah. that's all we know how to do right. is live in the past. If you do like one thing that you know turns out to be a fan favorite, it's like, oh my god, he's this, he's that. Like we got Brad Miller. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. I mean, were you if really Brad, impressed that we got Brad Miller? Brad I, Miller is KJ McDaniel's from the Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> You could couple put back dunks, and he could. He actually played his first year, so that was big for the Sixers. Like that's, and all everyone loved them. Yeah, it did. It's it's the truth though. Like, but then they hated guys like Robert Covington. Yes, you know what I mean. Like the, the trade them, get rid well, of them. Like our Cove had base, some at least some type of value. Our our fan base, you know, they love we love players. Like, and listen, I'm what I'm about to say is I'm not bashing a guy like Aaron Rowan. You know, I liked him when he was here. He was serviceable. But, World Series champion before he was here, right? He was on. He was on yeah. the Cubs, Chicago, no, the White Sox, White Sox, yeah, White Sox, yeah. And he ran into a, a fence face first, and it's a, it's like now he's adored here. Like, like, come on, I'm like, but and then you know we talked about it earlier. Like then we compare Reese Hoskins' OPS to Ryan Howard's OPS. Stop it! Ryan Howard is a legend in this town, in my opinion. I love him. Yeah. I love what he did in 07, 08, and 06. And then 09, and he got hurt. Like the disrespect that Ryan Howard gets in this town from this fan base, 
is yeah. ridiculous. He's the opposite of the living in the pace Ryan, type guy. Like, I've said this. I've said this the last couple of years. Ryan Howard is the baseball version of Donovan McNabb. Sure is. Yeah. Except he's got. Except he's got a title. I'll get, that's the only thing he has. Yeah, it's, yeah I hear you. I, but like, he was. He that's what he is. He's he's essentially like and Jimmy and Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins is the Nick Foles of Philadelphia. <laughs> that's a that's a good that's a good comparison. I never heard that before. I like that comparison. Now who's Chase Utley? Dawkins. My man. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody loves Utley, obviously. Like you have to. Wanna why? Because he was fucking he was, he was the, the best main. player on the team. He was the best yeah. player on the team. L- listen, my when he was healthy, he was unreal. After Utley. Like it's that's it's how much we yeah. fell in love with him. Like it's yeah. absolutely there were so many there's so many kids there's so many kids during that time that were named Chase. Chase you know what I mean? Like Cole. dogs, dogs named Utley. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like that's just how it is. That's what happened. Like he is loved here. But we are getting off topic of the right. center field spot. Right. So, so let's talk about Kingery. We, we we went on our Adubal Herrera. Now let's yeah. talk about Kingery. Okay. Go ahead, you go. Because we all we all, I listen. I mean, <laughs> let's be let's be honest. I mean, Kingery is he's a middle infielder. He's not even a middle infielder, he's a second baseman. Second base, yeah. And he's not even really a good second baseman defensively. So like like obviously, like people look at second base and they make it like, oh well, he does it because he get, like they. I remember they disrespected Utley for years, saying that he could. The reason why he was at second base because he couldn't make the throw, all that fucking shit. But yeah. like, in my opinion, that doesn't. That's not why he's there. He's there. He was at second because obviously he's not going to play short. Third base when he came up was kind of roadblocked, and at that time he already made his his mark at second base. They're not going to move him from second to third. Not that he could play third. I'm not saying he's some he could be a third baseman, but what I'm saying is there's there was there was a good he was perfect for second base and had nothing to do with his arm. His arm strength was fine. Yeah. So like arm strength is is a problem for for Scott Kingery. So you're already putting him in a center field spot where his where no, he's going to need dumb. his arm. Yeah, so stupid. He like a deep a deep ball. They're gonna be able to go from second to third on him constantly. Yep, that's an issue. That's one of the problems here. Like it's it's not something that you are going to try to push. I'm not a fan of his bat either, which I'm sure no one is because he doesn't hit. So how is he in this conversation? Because he's got a cool nickname. And and because they signed and and because they signed him. So there's more money tied to him than there is to Ammoniac. I mean, Roman Quinn is probably going to end up getting cut by the time his whatever, whatever deal he has right now, it's going to end up being done. Sent down. They're out of options with him. Yeah. So he's going to end up just getting cut in my opinion at the, at the end of this, I think that's the best option for him. Moniac most likely is going to go down, down the AAA mainly because Joe Girardi also mentioned that he wants him to play every day. Which is fine with me. I think that's if, the right, yeah, right thing to do. That, if he's not starting, if if that's your thought process, I'm all in. May, let him play every day, that because he deserves to play every day. Yep. But why are you not letting him play every day right now? And yeah, Kingridge. it's spring training. Yeah, it's Kingridge is terrible again. Awful, it, it, and that's what ha- that's what's happened all spring. He has looked awful at the plate. He pulls he off of every awful. swing because he he tries to do the launch angle thing. Yeah. And he doesn't have enough power to do so. Just smack the ball the other way. Like that that pitch that he struck out was in his own changeup, and he pulled off on it and missed it. Like just hit Dude, the if, ball to right field. If he popped up every time, use those jetpacks. I'd even be cool with that. As long yeah. as he doesn't he doesn't even put contact on the ball anymore. No, he doesn't. Which is sad and it's terrible to see. So how do you continuously put this guy in a conversation to be the starting center fielder for your team? It's not a competition right now. It's not. He's not part of it. That's He's not part of it, and neither is Roman Quinn, to be honest. Neither of them are a part of that conversation. So has, really, it's leaving has, us with Odubel. Yeah, it has to be his contract. That's the only explanation for why he's he gets every opportunity to start. That's his, also, bat, his bat shouldn't be in the lineup, and he's not a plus-plus defender. Like, why the hell? He, he yeah. shouldn't not be in a conversation whatsoever. But that's also the only reason that Odubel's in the conversation. Yeah, he's terrible defensively too, and he's got a good deal. Yeah, like it's a friendly deal for the team. 
He didn't. They. I don't think they had. I'm not sure what they had. What they did with him last year. I'm not sure how that worked out with COVID and you know his contract. But either way, he he's on the team mainly because he's protected by the union. Yep. Because they could have easily have caught him last year, which is what would have happened in the NFL. They would have caught. They would have caught oh, his yeah. ass if that's what happened. Yeah, right away. And any and probably will. It's same thing would have happened if he was in the NBA. They would have caught him. The union in the MLB is the strongest of all the sports, so they'll protect you until you're proven guilty. Right. So, which is nice. It's good. But like, where are we at with this? Because the woman didn't press charges. That's the only reason why he's in the conversation right now. Yep. No, you're 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 100 right. You know, we all have our opinions. You know, we're not going to bring that up. But yeah, that's got nothing to do with why I'm saying that he shouldn't be the starting center fielder. Right. He. He just shouldn't be here. I just don't think he's good enough. He's no, a Mickey guy. Me too. And and at this point, let let the position grow. Let 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 you let like how about you just go with Hazley and Moniac? Even if you even if they platoon them two, I'd be okay with it. Especially with McCutcheon, he's there's no DH this year, obviously. So McCutcheon's going to need his days off. He's going to probably 100%. get two days two days off a week. Hundred percent. Like there's plenty of at bats there. And and I would have even I would have even went and said, how about we just go with like I would have been more okay with them signing uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. to play center field for one year, just so they and then platoon something in left field with McCutcheon. Yeah, he's right. not to give play him, every day. No, and he can't, and that's and that's and I'm okay with that. McCutcheon, yeah, me too. Did, like I would have been cool. Like I, I remember I mentioned earlier in the season or earlier before the season started that I would have been okay with seeing McCutcheon even, you know, make a couple appearances in center field. He's not a center fielder anymore, but he it, knows what he's doing at least. But he, but he, I'm more comfortable right now with, I'd be more comfortable right now with an aging McCutcheon in center field than I am with a double O'Double in center field. A right. million percent. Yeah. He, he's, he Kutch is a smart baseball player. He, he really sure. is. It's, he knows, he knows how to play, a park that he's played in. Like he knows, you know, how to, where the bounce is. He's, he's, he knows how to catch a ball without falling down. So you, but like you said, you can't yeah. play center field. He's got a lot of miles on him in the outfield. Yeah. He didn't have the luxury of playing in the American league with the DH, but you know, I'm surprised the DH isn't in, in this year. It has to be back next year. 100%. I mean, to be honest, there's still a shot of it towards the, towards after I know they're still talking right now. And, I heard something like maybe like last week that there is a chance that, you know, say after the all-star break, they'll come back from the all-star break with one. There was like, that was like a small rumor of something that would could have possibly happened, which would be fine with me too. have them do half the season that way. And then from the, this point on go straight DH for, for everything. Well, and like I said, I used to be against the DH, but. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm yeah, all for it now. Like we got yeah. JT Real Muto, we got Bryce Harper. Let them DH a couple. A couple McCutcheon, weeks. yeah, right. Like, you want you want to know why you're okay with it now? Because, because DHs, because you have about four DHs in your lineup right now. <laughs> yes, that's why you're okay with it. <laughs> right. It's it's like all right, fine. I'm a, I'm a, and I actually, and I did like it last season. You know, yeah, I, I did, it was I good. Entirely enjoy it. You know, it was. But like you said, you have four DHs. You got Reese Hoskins. You know, you have Boom. Yeah, Boom too. I mean, Boom. Boom has a shot at being a DH one day. I mean, it's that's just the that's just the facts of it. He's right. that's where he's at now. Right. That's it's where they're at with this team. Yeah, I mean, I think it's ridiculous to not have a DH in both leagues anyway. Like, how do you how do you give the AL a DH spot that they're going to pay somebody twenty million dollars a year to cross baseballs, and then the NL knock it? You don't you don't pay your bench guy twenty million dollars like the World Series is so one sided just because of that like you play in the AL ballparks you got to bring your fourth outfielder out and the AL team has a, a legit slugger batting fourth fifth that they pay twenty million dollars like how is it not yeah. in this like how do you not have DH in both and that's another thing it's like when it comes to like the playoffs I mean that's where I like I, if even if even if they don't do it for the regular season. Make the whole playoffs be that way, because yeah. at this point you're you're you like you just said it's kind of putting th- some things at a disadvantage, but it also puts the National League in an advantage when they play when the American League has to play here and some bozo who's never even played in the American in the National League has to hit. Yeah, right. but I mean, it's a pitcher though. A couple of years ago, what happened? 
Didn't a Yankees pitcher get injured a couple years ago in an interleague game? I, Probably. I, I think it was Tanaka. <laughs> you know, they were complaining. Tanaka. About it. Oh, because, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so, I do remember that, yeah. But like you said, like, if it's if we use it in spring training, why don't we just carry it over? Like, why? Because you want these pitchers, you're either going to pitch and hit or you're just going to pitch. So, but all right, so you're not going to go to whole spring training without batting. But here, come April 1st, because it's the first game, go ahead. Now go back. You haven't batted all season. Yeah. I mean, some guys, some pitchers like to hit, but there's a lot who don't. No. So it's yeah. like, there's like more Matt, who don't want to hit. They're, actually, they're not the H in the spring training. Matt Moore batted earlier. And like, what the hell is he doing batting? Like, what is, what is the point of that? There spring training. Like, why? What are you doing? Yeah, but like, know, how does how does the AL you get to pay Nelson Cruz to be a slugger? Like, he's going probably might wind up in the Hall of Fame. You get to pay him twenty million dollars, and then who's who would be our DH right now? Kingery, Hoskins. Well, yeah. Don't, I mean, don't don't move it around. Like it'll be Hoskins or Boom or JT. But we don't have like we don't pay someone to do that. No, and that so and got, that's another thing. It gave the DH also for the Phillies right now. It gives the Phillies a better, it gives the Phillies a better um, handle on being able to throw JT Real Muto as a DH and yeah. give him a day off from behind the plate. But like like we talked about earlier, Andrew Knapp is also can be a nightmare behind there. But he's not bad. He's not an awful catcher. He's no, he's okay. Played, played very well last year. So yeah, yeah he did. That they traded Debbie. I was a little disappointed with that. But yeah, uh, I mean, just uh, because we saw what we had with Andrew Knapp, it's 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 not like I thought this guy was going to be the next JT Real Muto. It was just you get frustrated watching Eric Knapp, and then you know you trade a minor league guy like Debbie. I think he got traded to Boston, didn't he? Yes, yes, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but, I think I think he did. Yeah, he was traded to Boston, but it's look like, that look that up, Dan. So, but. Yeah, there you go, Ryan. Like you said, DH for all leagues. Stop yeah, and but like, and but another thing that like when it comes out, like before we go on to the next topic, we got to go on to the next topic. But right. like, you know, there are traditions in baseball that I feel like. Gruyans with the know, Reds. Reds. Okay. So like, yeah, he was he a part of the? He was part of the. No, Archie Bradley signed here. Yeah, he signed. Yeah. But anyway, it, the, the, you you need to keep some traditions. But this is one that doesn't need to stay. Like, it doesn't okay. make sense. No, I know what I would rather have. I'd rather have the DH right now than the fucking uh the the three, three batter three roll. batter roll. It's so a hundred percent. I'd rather have that. It, 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 it you're t- you, there. There's more taking out of the hands of the manager in Major League Baseball right now, and that's all that's doing. It's making the manager even more of a figurehead position, just a guy who stands in the fucking dugout. That's all that is anymore. So it's like, I don't know. All right, we got to move on. Right. Uh, topic number two that we have for today: starting pitching. Starting pitching is an issue. It's an issue. I don't care what anyone says. This rotation is not good. It's got two starters. Two. If anyone says Eflin, <laughs> shut the fuck up. He. He's had one good year, and it was last season in a in it where he pitched ten games. Please stop with the Eflin is the three what third yeah, one, ace, yeah, ace one C yeah one C get the fuck out of here that dude's not one C. <laughs> he's about as good as he's about like when remember back in the day when they called it the five aces yeah they weren't or the four aces they weren't the four aces they were one ace a number two. An aging Roy Oswalt. Well, probably two aces. Cliff Lee and Roy Holiday were yeah, they were they were pretty ace like at yeah, the time. Were. Hamels was never an ace. Was never an ace. He was a number two, a good number two. He, he was an ace in the World Series in the playoff run. Wanna why? Because he's all they had. <laughs> <laughs> like right. he pitched well. Their offense yeah. was fucking great that year, too. Yeah, so like ridiculous. They were stacked. The whole their team bull, was their stacked. bullpen was great. Yeah. Like all he all all he had to do was throw six innings. Yep. That was it. Like yeah, back to your point, Zach Eflin. I, he's a number five at best. You know, maybe if you have, maybe if some teams went back to a six-man rotation, yeah, uh, he, he's a number six. It's he's a he's a he's a he's a 
I'm okay with him being a four on a strong rotation that has three really good starting pitchers. But right now, the Phillies have Nola. Is he an ace? I don't know. I like I. He pitched really well last year. He struggled the year prior. Had a really good eighteen. It's there's no real like I'm not I'm I'm not really I'm not a thousand percent sold on him as the number one. Like if you look at his numbers, he's very similar to the Cubs Kyle Hendricks, and the Cubs have outright pretty much said that Kyle Hendricks is not an ace. Yeah. So how how who how can I say that he's an ace? No, Noel's an ace. When a major league club is literally saying that they're star- a, 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 a very reputable major league club in the Cubs is saying that somebody is not an ace. Who's better than him? Who's statistically has been better than him? It's hard. It's hard for me to say that. I mean, so same thing with Hamels. Like he, like you said, he wasn't he wasn't necessarily like a prototypical ace, <laughs> but he was our best pitcher for yeah the whole time he was here so Noah is in that same regard that he is our ace 100 percent. is he top 10 pitcher in the league no he's not a top 10 starter but i mean just in baseball terms he's an ace i guess but like i I look at ace differently than other people i don't say an ace is you know a staff's number one starter because i'm sorry every staff has an ace i'm sorry danny duffy from the fucking Royals yeah. is not an ace. Just because <laughs> yeah. he pitched on opening day a couple times does not make me think he's an ace. No. You know what I mean? So he's not an ace. Like there, there's many clubs that have those type of guys. Like I like I remember having a conversation with another guy that like that I talk baseball with sometimes, and he his point was he thinks ace is a top 30 starter. I don't know. Like I you're, think it's you're 15. Like, there, there's a yeah, exactly. The word ace is like is is a very very loose fine term, yeah. line. It's a fine yeah. line between ace and just a really good pitcher. Yeah, and I think that's where Nola is. He's very good. I don't know if he's an ace though. Now Noah kind of reminds me a lot of uh, like you, you mentioned earlier, like Cole Hamels. I think he reminds me a lot of him. Yeah. Same. Like, he, good fastball. You know, he's got a great changeup when it's on. But he, he, you just felt like when you went out there, you weren't a, you were a, you were positive, but you weren't like a hundred percent sure. Like we're gonna win this game. Like you know, no. if you threw Noel to the mound last year in that must win game, you never knew what you got. You knew you would get a good game, but it wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be a Roy Holiday esque game. Wonder why? Because Roy Holiday is an ace, Hall of Famer, and Noah is just a very good pitcher. Right. That's the difference. He's he's like the, the, I can name about probably like fifty pitchers who remind me of stuff that Nola does. You know what I mean? Like Nola is very very good. Again, very very good. Not an ace though. Yeah, and Billy Smith. Billy Nola Smith. needs to bring it bring it in yeah. September. Yep. I agree. Makes I sense. agree. That's he needs to bring it then. Ball. Yeah, and look, he 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 struggles early season. And late season, the middle of the season is he play, pitches well, like he showed Which, last year. That same thing, kinda. He was great. In, he was terrible in the beginning of the year. The middle of the season, he looked like a fucking dynamite starting pitcher. The end of the year, he fell off again. Just yeah, he fell right off. It was like you were yeah. like, oh, I couldn't. It's like you weren't confident going into like when the eight where when the Phillies struggled for those last eight games. You weren't confident. You didn't have that Cliff Lee attitude you didn't have that like i said holiday attitude like all right nah. this guy's gonna go in, he's gonna stop the bleeding and it just bled and bled and it just yeah. never stopped no and exactly so like and that and that was i mean that could also be a product of the fact that the bullpen sucks the bullpen has sucked where they don't help him out you know what i mean they don't like like people i don't look at wins as like a as a like i don't take wins and losses against starting pitchers as like Bible as some people do. Yeah, look I, at DeGrom. Yeah, de, like exactly. DeGrom. Felix de, Hernandez when, he, when yeah, he was dominant. The, the wins and losses don't always come down to just starting pitcher. Right. Ever, yeah. really. I mean, you you need help. You're going to need yeah. things like that. So and, like. 
and that's why I always say is like when it comes down to a starting pitcher, I mean, it goes back to like a hockey. When you when you compare to how, how good goalies are and how good pitching is, is like if you do your job as a pitcher, you're not going to rely on eight other people to do their job. And yeah, if they don't, it looks bad against you. And like your perfect example is Jacob Degrom. I mean, who was the Corey Kluber? He won the Cy Young, and he didn't have you know, the the twenty wins that you have. To I win think the, the Grom won it with like twelve wins, right? Yeah, I, I, I think Granky. I think Granky won it one year with nine. Yeah, with the Royals. <laughs> with the Royals, because yeah. baseball fans look at wins like twenty and ten. Oh, he went twenty and ten, but his ERA was four point two. That's not good. <laughs> if, yeah. if you go seven runs, I believe it. I believe it was two thousand fifteen or fourteen, the year that Rick Porcello won the Cy. That's what I was about to American say. League. Rick Porcello won twenty games. And Justin, Justin Verlander beat him in every stat. Right. Yeah. Strikeouts, Not even paper close. nine, whip, yeah. all that shit. Absolutely blew him out. And it wasn't even close. Who was better? But for some yeah. but because Boston was better than the Tigers, they, they he was yeah. able to get more wins. Yeah. So I guess it's, Matt Moore, Matt Moore played for Dodgers this year. He might win 15 games. Easy. Like, yeah. What the hell does that mean? He might have a four exactly. two five ERA. His yeah, might gonna, not be good, but he's gonna get lit the fuck up. But he's, yeah. he's gonna, not as much out. as the other pitcher. And that, but like that's another thing that you know where we, we talked about. You know that rotation is very top heavy. It's Nola, Wheeler, yeah, and then who? I mean, I guess you can say Eflin. Obviously, Eflin is probably right now, as of yeah. today, he is the third best starting pitcher that they have. But that doesn't mean that he could be a number three everywhere. Where if you listen to WIP, if you listen to 97.5, you listen to fucking, you know, your, 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 your boy, Jack Fritz. Yeah, you're my, my man, Jack Fritz, <laughs> who sit here and fucking you're scream. Hilarious. Yeah, and listen, trust me, he will know one day. It's, it's like, it's he, he, they ran this shit home that these guys are fucking ridiculously good. And then they look like morons. Mid season, like I don't like. I'm sorry if I was a reporter, if I was somebody who is big in media, who is a big, who is a huge media following. The last thing I want is for people to pull up tweets of me saying shit like Jake Odorizzi makes us a, a bona fide a lock, yeah, a lock, a playoff team. That's that that, was that that's the last shit that I want people to retweet or fucking screenshot of me. But that's the stuff that he's okay with. Want to know why? Because he's a moron. And like, but like people don't realize that and they follow these guys with like, like, oh my God, this is like he, Jack Fritz said that, you know, he's a, the, the Phillies would be great. And like, no, they're not. That's not what they're missing. They're not missing Jake Odorizzi. They're missing somebody who's higher probably than Nola. That's what they're missing. They don't have a, they don't have a game stopper. They don't have that yeah, guy. And that's, that's what an ace is. Ace, like you lose two games in a row. It's like, oh, all right. Nola's pitching. Like we're going to win this game. Yeah, he's going to give us seven. He's going to give up a run or two, maybe. Like, do we have that confidence in him right now? I don't. I mean, I don't think so. I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not sitting here, you know, you know, thinking like if if you ask me who I wanted on the mound in a game in a game seven for the Phillies right now. I mean, I'm, going Wheeler. I'm, ex- exactly. That's my point. Yeah. That is my point right now. Is I'm going to actually have to have if a we thought. Have to, yeah, if we have to Wheeler answer that question, then yeah. Is he an ace? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is he an ace if I'm saying Wheeler or Nola? But it's yeah. and it's not because both are dynamite starters. It's because they're really neck and neck on their talent wise. But are they top tier starting pitchers? No. And that's a problem. That is a huge issue. That is not a, that was not addressed at all in the offseason. No, and Jacob DeGrom at was all young with ten wins. He was the lowest winner. Yeah. Okay. So. Exactly. Hernandez so, wanted to get thirteen. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I think he, yeah, I think Hernandez was like thirteen and thirteen. I think he lost just as many games as he won, which is ridiculous. And Degrom too. I think yeah. he was like ten and seven or ten and eight. Yeah, yeah, and, it's crazy. And that and that's a huge problem. And you know the Phillies will get a lot of run support. We all see that. We see that they'll get run support. That is an obvious one. Run support yeah. is going to be there. It's it's just are the pitchers going to be able to give them pitching support? Yeah. Which doesn't ever get talked about is you know pitcher support doesn't really ever get talked about, but that's a thing. There really yeah, is a, a serious. 
Yeah, the lineup needs help too. <laughs> like, yeah, like um, we we can't just be banging out fucking nine run games every every night. Yeah. We're gonna need we're gonna need those three one victories. Yep, and that are very few and far between with this with this offense with this team. Yeah, yeah. we're not the 08 Phillies where we're just gonna outslug it. Like no. if we go down seven nothing, we're gonna just come back and just hit bomb after bomb after bomb and have a nine run inning. That's that's this team isn't built like that. That 08 team also had consummate pros. As as starting pitchers and relievers, their relievers like, were great. Yeah, yeah. Great I mean, they, they they had that bridge the lidge. They had yeah. you know they Rame- guys Romero, like, Matson, Lidge was like that was seven, awesome. eight, nine studs. It was perfect. And out of nowhere, Lidge started. I mean, uh, Matson started throwing ninety nine miles per hour yeah. in the playoffs. Lidge was just throwing his arm out, which was great. Yeah. Like what is change up? Like <laughs> yeah, it's like un- it's filthy. unhittable. It yeah. is unhittable. You're right. So, what are your thoughts on uh, Vinny Velasquez? <laughs> <laughs> he's a solid left fielder he should be in the center fielder talks <laughs> yeah yeah made a really really nice play at the plate like four years ago <laughs> other than that i mean i'd rather I mean, have sean i'd rather have sean rodriguez pitch again and he oh, did man. throw out you know he got hit in the elbow and he did throw a guy out with his left arm so that's yeah. that's I mean, fantastic great athletic play but uh the fact that he actually it actually looked like he was left-handed the way he threw that yeah he did so like <laughs> he had simmons like, Ben Simmons should strike. be shooting righty. But. <laughs> we all, I think we all agree that he does not know if he's right-handed or left-handed. No, it's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, Vinny, Vinny V is just. I think it's, like when do you cut the cord? Two years ago, his fastball is—it's just mm-hmm. so flat. Like it has no movement whatsoever. It has no sink to it, cut to it. It's just like you—you you don't matter if you throw ninety-five. Odubel Herrera is going to hit it over the fence. <laughs> Like if yeah. it doesn't move, it's not useful. And his I, fastball is so flat. I always thought he would have been like a good eighth inning guy because I feel did. like if it, after the first inning, he looks like he's pitched nine innings because he's sweating. Like he he just ran a five k. He threw thirty three pitches. You you know I'll tell you what. No know where he would fit out. He would fit perfectly fine at with the Rays. Yeah, where he doesn't yeah. see he doesn't see the third time through. He doesn't really. They might not really see him through the second time through. He'll get you through nine. Pitch is okay through nine, through the first nine batters, and then you move on from them. Yeah. Like, but like the Phillies don't have that mindset with him, which is fine. I don't need them to have that mindset with them. At this point, I've seen enough of Vince, of Vince Velasquez. Vince Velasquez. Yeah. Well, last year it bothered me. Like they were, they were hoping, like, oh, hopefully Vinny V can get us five innings today. Like if that's your thought on a starting pitcher, you're, you lost. Yeah. You're already, yeah. you're wasting time. What the hell right. is he doing? Right, you want five innings from him, and then you're going to go to the worst defense? bullpen of all time. Yeah, makes right. no sense. Yeah, which I, I, which even which is funny because they actually it sounds like they have more trust in the bullpen than they do Vince Velasquez. Yeah, he's like, all right, hopefully he <laughs> can get us to the bullpen. Hopefully, he's fucking. Hopefully, he's fucking idiots can figure it <laughs> out. <laughs> like, like maybe work, like, but you can get a strikeout here or there. Not just keep walking and hitting batters. <laughs> Yeah, and and but that's and that's where they were last year. And it, what's funny is Workman, Workman actually didn't pitch bad when he was in Boston. That no, he was actually really the, good yeah. during the during the regular season. He actually pitched pretty well. And then right, he and got then he Philadelphia, and he was like, "All right, I'm on the bullpen. I don't know how to pitch anymore." And you're just like, and it's and it's almost like it's almost like Brian Price told him like, "Be bad." And hey, he was like, "Don't come here and out you out shine it. these guys. Yeah. We don't we're, need we're a unit. Yeah, we're a team yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't want people to realize how terrible we actually are. Like we, we, we want, want people to think it's it's a thing here. Like it's weird. They walked into Citizens Bank Park and they were just fucking catatonic. Every one of them. Yeah, it's like we're going for this. We're almost going to get this record. Let's go get it. Like, yeah, let's like, be the worst of all time. Let's be remembered. I'm, yeah." They, they, they're the only like they were like listen if we're gonna be number one at something it's gonna be number one at being bad and yeah. that's and I'm completely okay with being the best at being bad and that's what it was and now they have I'd like there's just so much I feel like there's just so much like there's so many questions on a team that people are you know thinking could possibly be something and like I'm not trying to sit here and you know you know bash them or you know, like you know, make make it seem like this team is you know the worst in the world because they have a shit ton of talent. This team is going to be good, but they're going to be like Phillies two thousand two good when they're like they're there. We're talking about them being in the wild card, but they don't make the wild card. 
Yeah. And, uh, we and that's where I see our, We don't know who the Astros are going to be this year for the Phillies because that was their Achilles heel. Yeah, it was. And hey, I mean, maybe the Phillies, you know what? Maybe the Phillies should take the new Astros um, thoughts and start banging on trash cans. Right. That, that, you know, would, that could work. Out. Yeah. Listen to Harry Cowles. Yeah. Video, whoever it was, just hits a home run and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, but that's, that was it, dude. It was, it, it's, there, there is a there is such a disconnect between where they're at and where they really should have been because I don't think that they I don't think they did nearly enough. They knew that they had a good team, but they didn't do enough to get past where they were last year. Right. Yeah, I agree. And and I and I see them winning with this division. I, I mean, we'll talk about that after this. But like where we see them at, like it, it's because. I mean, that's a serious conversation that like needs to be had with this team. And I don't know where they're at because now your fifth starter is most likely going to be Matt Moore, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, he's pretty much a lock for the rotation. Well, to be honest, right now, he's probably like the fourth starter because their their rotation is battered right now. Yeah. I mean, Eflin, Eflin threw from 120 feet. He should be ready to pitch next week. So he sure. should be ready for opening day. He should be starting the third game of the year, but. Yeah, who's the who's the other one? Chase Anderson. Be up too. Who else? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're they're not even considering him as a piece in the rotation at this. Who point. Ho- who Howard? Yeah, Howard. Yeah. I mean, and I, it's funny because guys like when they brought Moniac up last year, and they brought uh, and they brought up Spencer Howard. I feel like we all thought like, or even well, when they brought up Bone, we all knew what that we we were hoping for Bone before the season even started. Yeah. Because we saw that this kid was ready the year prior. In, in in the during the season and all that, but like guys like Moniac and Spencer Howard, I feel like they were they brought them up knowing that they weren't that this that season was a wash. So they just said, let's just throw these guys out here. Let's yep. see what they do at the big league level. But we really don't have much plans for them to be at the big league level yet. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So I mean, Spencer Howard, I think there's there's a lot of question marks with him. He is your injuries. Top yeah, he's he, exactly injuries is, is a huge one. He 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 struggles with, with getting hurt, and and we talked about this. Me and you talked about this, I think, the other day. Yeah, a big a big part of that shoulder injuries, is, back injuries is all overthrown. It's overthrowing, and it's yeah. the fact that he doesn't he 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 is he can and he's missing spots too. He does yep. he's he's wild. So that's another sign of overthrowing. Yep. It's when someone needs to sit him down and be like, you can pitch now. Learn, teach him how to pitch. Don't yeah, you don't have to throw. You don't have to throw ninety eight every time. Like, no, you can sit you at ninety four, ninety five, and be good. Look, Noah's Noah doesn't throw ninety eight. Like what the hell? No, it's it's being able to hit your spots. Yeah, location. That's all baseball. That's all pitching is is location. Well, not all, but that's a big part of it. And yeah. he doesn't have that right now. Yep. Just throw strikes and let the eight other guys do their job. Yeah, and that's the thing is everyone tries to blow blow the ball past everybody. It's like you that's there's a reason that there's seven guys behind you. Yep. You know what I mean? Like there, there's a reason for that. If you can strike the guy out, that's great. But like utilize the people around you. But yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's I guess we'll that's see. Velasquez is problem too. He's tries striking everybody out. Yeah, and the like, fact that he doesn't do it ever is it's <laughs> like it blows your mind. He had that one complete game, 16 strikeout game when he yeah. finally first came over, and then he yeah, tried doing it every time. It was against the Padres he did that, and it was like, oh, my God, yeah. we got Vince Velasquez. Before the Padres were any type of relevant. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was fucking uh, – like it, it, it almost ruined his career that he was really good. It did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy. He's the only person I think who ever was like extremely successful in something at one time, like for one game. Yeah, and it, ru- it actually ruined his career. Just try replicating it every time instead of pitching. You just try to strike everybody yeah. out. It's miserable. But all right, we'll move on. My the last thing that we want to talk about is our expectations. We kind of talked about it a little bit during this whole thing, and where we see this team at going forward. Okay, Danny, you go. I'll let Danny, Danny go. Okay, Danny. Um, I mean, obviously our division got better, which isn't ideal that I don't understand why everyone's writing off the Braves. I don't see how they got worse and why they're projected to be fourth in the division from, from many 
places. The Mets, obviously, big acquisitions, but Carrasco, Carrasco's out for a little bit. He, you don't ever wish that, especially on someone like him. He's his story is unbelievable. But Lindor, yeah. like that's like they got better. Um, the Nationals are still there; they're not getting any worse. Like our division's one of the best divisions in the baseball, and to think that we're automatically going to be in the playoffs like that's absurd. I think. I think we're obviously going to be competitive. I don't think we're winning the division, but I do think we're going to be around there for that wild card push. I mean, as long as you make the playoffs, anything can happen. So, sure, Chris. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, they're going to be competitive. You know, I looked at the projected wins. It was, I think, it was like 80.5, and I, I think the Phillies are better than that. Um, with their starting rotation being what it is, you know, that may be where the negativity comes from, but I think they're going to be good. I think it's, it's Bryce Harper's third year. You know, for me, we had talked earlier in the week. I think it's playoffs or bust. I think they got to make the, at least, at least the wild card game to play in the wild card game. Yeah. You know, with the extra spot, like this team can't be as bad as it was last season. Bullpen wise. You know, we they won 162 games in two seasons with the tan manager. You know, the guy who focused on tans and curveball pitching machines. But like Joe Girardi has to bring something to the table. He has to. They, they got to be better because of him. You know, so I like, I haven't had that 85, 86 wins. You know, I think they're going to struggle in the beginning because they're still going to find their bearings. But, you know, they're going to get everything together. They're not going to go on like a 20-game winning streak. It's just hard to do. But mm. 85 wins, 86 wins, it should be doable. Now, the only reason it's going to, that they could get affected is injuries. The way they win the division is injuries to other teams because, like you said, the Mets got ridiculously good. The Nationals, you know, they're good. The Braves, I don't know who has them pegged fourth. I, whoever they are, they're ridiculous because yeah. they didn't get worse. <laughs> you know, the Marlins, I just wish we could hire everyone on the Marlins who does their – evaluating talent and they're drafted and bring them to the Phillies <laughs> because they're always, they're our Achilles heel. They're the new Houston Astros. Like we just couldn't beat them last year. And I don't know why, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, I have them pegged for 85, 86 wins. Yeah. I mean, I think the bullpen alone helps them. Like if they had a decent bullpen last year, they make the playoffs. So the fact that Archie Bradley, Jose Alvarado who just pitched, like he's, right. he looked great this spring. Like, I mean, they got, they definitely got some pieces to work with. So, that should help big time. For sure. Um, I have them around 83, 83 wins. And again, that's not a that's not a slight to them. No. It's it's we also have to remember that we did mention that the that the division is as good as it is. Yeah. We, so when people say 95, 96 wins for one of the teams in the division, I find that to be hard. Yeah. So I think 83 wins will still put them third in that division. The, divi- the if you want to win that division, I think you're going to have to win it. You're going to if you're, if, if you're going to want to yeah, you're going to have to probably have about 92-ish wins yeah. to win that division, but that's not because the division is bad. It's because the division is that good where yeah. they're all going to be winning a ton of games, but then they're going to be fighting each other. Yeah. So it's like it, it's where that's where I see the I see the Phillies at eighty three and seventy nine. I see them in third place. Obviously, eighty three wins is not going to win the wild card. It's not going to get you to the wild card. Yeah, so I, I think which which is where it kind of you know struggles with me because the National League in general is better than yeah. it was. The National League Central is very tough. Where it's it's there's three teams in that division that that could be that second wild card. I and say second we, because I don't think the San Diego Padres, Padres are are they're they're the they're the yeah, wild card team. Padres, Dodgers, uh, yeah, I think Dodgers are the best team in baseball. Yeah. So Padres, either one of them teams locks up a spot. One hundred percent. There's no and way they're not the first wild card team. But don't forget that the National League West also has the Giants, who had the same record as the Phillies last year. And yeah. honestly, they added some small pieces that could actually make that team something. And Mike Yastrzemski, he showed that he could be an MVP last year. Yeah, which is so so he's a there's another guy there for the National League for the for the National League West and another team in the National League West that is very very good. So yeah. realistically the, the National League has about eight nine teams 
that are going to that that could be very very strong. That could win, that if if you just did eight teams for the playoffs, which and and not worried about divisions, the National League would probably take up six of them. Yeah, realistically, like they could take up six of those teams. Which yep. is, if you really think about it, because I mean, the National League, the American League has what right now? Everyone's going to say the Yankees, Rays, Houston. I, like, Who honestly, else? that's Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah. but like, the National League has got all five teams in the, in the National League East: the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Giants, uh, Nat. Uh, Dodgers, Dodgers Padres, yeah. and Padres. So that's 10 teams in the National League that I truly think could do something. Yeah. Which really, like, if you really think about it, shows just how strong the National League is. So it's not very lockish that the Phillies can make that second wild card because there's so many teams in that second wild card that could do some damage. Yeah. And we didn't get Odorizzi, so. Uh, yeah, and you know, Jake Odorizzi ended up going to Houston, which makes Houston that much better. They're a lock. <laughs> yeah, they're a lock now. Like that's funny, but like, but that's but the, but they but you know what's funny? They they actually have an ace in Zach Greinke, so it's okay. Verlander's there too, isn't he pitching this season? Is he pitching this year? Well, even if he, I mean, if he pitches this year, then I I, I haven't seen him in the I haven't seen him pitch in the spring yet. Yeah, I don't I'm know. not sure if he I'm not sure if he's ready because he got he got the Tommy John like mid season last year. Was it during the that? season? It was and and you got to think mid season, and, and he's what 38 years old, so that's all and. Old. And midseason last year was July, right. so yeah. or August ish. So he was out for the whole postseason. So that like he'll be out until at least August. Yeah, especially but, at his age, he's not recovering yeah. fast. Yeah, so we're we're at that point right now. So, but it, like where I was at was like the National League strong. The Phillies are one of many strong teams. Are they stronger than the other teams? I don't know. I don't think they're. I don't think obviously pitching wise, they're not stronger than the Nationals. They're not stronger than the Braves, and they're not stronger than the um, than the uh, Mets. They're just yeah. not. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're this far is like March twentieth, and we don't know who our fourth and fifth starter is. Like that doesn't. Yeah, usually doesn't bode well for a team. And the number well. three starter is is currently battling a back problem. Yeah, which is like, good. Yeah. Which so, is not good. So we had touched the base earlier about it earlier. Like I have, like I said, we have. I have faith. You know, if if they're good enough, but they're struggling somewhere, pH you know, faith. He's going to make that move. <laughs> Do you have pH faith? Yes. Faith. Faith. <laughs> yeah, I got that faith. No, but <laughs> they got the Dom- like Dombrowski will go out and make that move. Like if they're good and they just 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 say they come out and they're. They're swinging the ball. They're hitting it. They're pitching really good. But there's like that one or two pieces that they're mi- that they're missing. Yeah. I have faith in Dombrowski. I didn't have faith in Klintak last year. Well, so, yeah, nobody did. Yeah. So I don't think Klintak had faith in Klintak last year. <laughs> to, to make that move to get them over the hump. At least to get to that wild card. Because, you know, it, that was the big thing last year. It's like, why are we going to make a trade to get to play one wild card game? That's you don't know what's going to happen. It happened with the Nationals the year before. They won the wild card game, and then they just went on a tear. Like, yeah, it's got to get in. Just get in. Like it's all you got to do. Yeah, and that's, that's where up. we're. That's where you're at. Just get in. And I don't know. I just I feel like this team is just destined to be a right now a third fourth place team in this division. Yeah. So, and with our division being so strong, that third place is going to be very hard to put us in the wild card. Yeah, it is. It really is. And and you know, I'm you might like I I just explained it to you guys. I mean, if anyone just 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 tuned in within the last minute, I sound like a hater. I sound like somebody who's just trying to hate on them. But I'm not. I'm not hating on them. I'm just saying that this being realistic. I'm being realistic. This team is this. I'm not. I'm not. Again, I'm not Jack Fritz, and I'm not going to tell you that this team is going to win a world series within the next year because that's asinine. They don't look like a world series team right now. They don't look like a division winner, let alone a world series team. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. And that's the thing. It's, it's when you try and you talk to these fans and you want to bring them down to reality, they're like, Oh no, no, no. Yes. We need to be realistic. Like it's you, they're going to need some help to, like you said, to even get to the wild card. Like I said, I'm, I have them at 85, 86 wins, which, you know, it's doable. You have them at 83. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, 
all around the same. It's all around the same. Right. Like, no one it's, came it's, in here and said they're going to lose 96 games. You know. No, and because I don't think they are. <laughs> like, I'm, no. they're not. They're not. No, they're not that. They're not bad. Not a no. bad team. They're just not a great team. Right. Like, they're, they're middle. Of- yeah, and and they're middle yeah. of a they're middle of a great pack. Yep. Which, right. I mean, you know, look at the Padres infield alone. Like it's. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's better. Right. <laughs> like, their yeah. middle infield is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Their their left side of the infield is ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. Three hundred million dollar contracts. I mean, and we got we got Roman Quinn, Adubo Herrera, and Scott Kingery. You know, platooning. Like, and, and, and that's another yeah. thing. Who, who's our leadoff hitter? I mean, obviously McCutcheon wins by default, but the games Harper, he doesn't I mean, play. I mean, Harper can do it. He yeah. gets on base. He gets on base a shit ton. Yeah, he does. But like, these are usually conversations you don't have about a team you're hoping for the playoffs. Like, no, no, not at all. You're you're yeah, more you're more secure about what's going on here. You're not asking this many. Like, we've asked far too many questions, in my opinion. Exactly. For them to be, yeah. for them to be a division winner. Like, you don't know who your center fielder is. Lead off. You have a 34-year-old McCutcheon as a leadoff. Like, that's not ideal. And then you don't know who your fourth and fifth starters are. Like, that's kind of insane. You should know who your leadoff hitter is and who your fourth and fifth. Yeah. I mean, I guess McCutcheon wins by default, but, like, and I love McCutcheon. I'm a big McCutcheon fan. He gets on base a ton. He brings a lot to the team, but he's not your prototypical leadoff hitter at this point in his career. No. he's The way he is now, and, you know, I might get a little flack for this. He reminds me of – Dave Hollins because he knows how to run the bases. That's it. He's not fast. He's not. He's not gonna. He's rarely gonna hit a triple unless it gets to the bottom of to the yeah. back of the wall. But he knows how to run the bases. He's a smart base runner. Yeah, and I mean, how obviously that gives him that he has value there. That's value. Yeah, but right. and I'm I'm a huge McCutcheon guy. I'm somebody yeah. who I've so always much. liked him. I liked him when he was in Pittsburgh. I, I even liked him when he was at the Yankees. I I've always liked him. He's uh, just he, a guy. He's just one of them guys. Tours. There's no reason to not like him. He hasn't done anything. Yeah. Like nice. he, just, he goes out and he plays baseball. The he's right a great way. baseball player. Yeah. Great person. But like, yeah. and he's not going to play. He's probably going to sit two days a week. So who the hell do you, who the hell's like, you have to change your lineup so constantly that it's like, it's usually aren't the questions you ask for a playoff team. And that's but, the thing. It's there, there isn't a constant. There's not enough yeah. constant other outside of Harper and Nola, I guess. There isn't a constant on this team, but the only, and by constant, I'm talking just being there. Yeah. I mean, Harper gives you, you know, great numbers and he, like that, that kid, he should yeah, be, he's a, there. he should, he's, he's awesome. He's, yeah, he's there every day. Yeah, he bosses his ass. Like he, he's perfect. But then we're also, that we all did. We all questioned Nola. We all questioned Wheeler. We questioned that rotation in general. It's just, I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping that there's something that's going to end up pushing them past that, like midseason. I'm hoping Dombrowski makes a move to add that guy, add a Granky, yeah. like depending on where you know Houston's at. Add yep. Granky, add guys like that. There, there, there are veteran starting pitchers to be added. Yeah, Kyle Hendricks just, probably going to be on the market if they don't do well. Exactly, exactly. Guys like Kyle Hendricks are available. And you're pretty much adding two Kyle. You have you'll have two Kyle Hendricks as we yeah. added, as we talked about. But like that's okay. <laughs> Kyle Hendricks is a good pitcher. He's an he, he yeah. gives you a Put strong third six yeah. innings. If he's our third pitcher, I feel a little bit better about our chances. A hundred percent. I would I would I would be a lot more optimistic if that was the case. Yeah. And we're talking. The fact that we're already talking about midseason moves, <laughs> it's like is it awesome? Yeah, exactly. Nebraska like, didn't do enough in the. Like he didn't go get that starter. Like we didn't add it. Yeah. We got Chase Anderson and Matt Moore. Like that doesn't really help too much. But um, mm-hmm. we're already talking no. about it. So obviously he left a little bit on the table out there. But uh, he did. Like I said like 8, 83, 86 wins. I think that's right where we're going to be. I mean, and it's and that's doable. Yeah, very doable. Very doable. As long as our bullpen holds up, we should be all right. I can't. I, can't, I know I'm going to jinx us, but they, they can't be as worse as last season. <laughs> they can't. No, I mean, you literally can't be. We could go pitch the sixth, seventh, eighth inning. We'll be all right. We'll right. do better than they did last year. Yeah. If I get a ground ball for an out, I'm doing better <laughs> than most of them did last year. Hey. <laughs> but all right, boys, let's wrap this up. We uh, thank you for listening. Thank you to NSN for having us, you know, be able to do this. 
thank you uh everyone who listened look, listen and watch like i said and uh danny chris myself uh go listen to uh go on twitter go on instagram we uh posted them earlier chris give give the handles out i forget them already all right well obviously at the diamond club eight is our twitter handle and our instagram is the diamond club podcast so we the Diamond Club podcast, not Diamond Club podcast, the Diamond Club. Oh, yeah, make sure. Not Diamond Club. Yes. I, I, I feel like, I feel like uh, which one call it? Um, Scrantonicity. Not Scrantonicity <laughs> one, Scrantonicity two. Like that's yeah, where we're at. <laughs> you can never go wrong with uh, the office reference. <laughs> but like I said, thank you for having us. Thank you for listening. We are out. We are the best podcast. By far. Undisputed. Fuck Jack Fritz. (laughs) Fuck Jack Fritz. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good one. All right, fellas.